Hey, welcome everybody to a very special Gadget Talk uh, brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. Chad and I are so excited about this because we've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. I'm uh, just really excited to see uh, meet with, as you can see, Daniel Flieger down there at the bottom with uh, Geimpunk uh, over in Germany. And that's why we did this special uh, podcast today because... Well, we didn't want Daniel to be up till like 3 a.m. in the morning just to do a simple interview with us. And so we wanted him at his best and ready to go. But Chad, so how are you? Are you excited about this? Very excited. Uh, this is this is uh, going to be awesome. You know, again, we want to do this when he's actually awake and can kind of go over some stuff <laughs> and talk about some stuff. So, um, so, yeah, no, really, really excited. Um, and again, we would love to, to we want to welcome and thank Daniel. Um, for coming on with us, uh, you know, what is it, 9 o'clock your time, I think, right now? 9 p.m., right. Yeah, 9, 9 p.m., so. so. So, great. Yeah, and, of course, here, Ch Chad, it is at noon where you're at in, in Seattle. It is 2 o'clock here in Memphis where I'm at. And wherever you're at, thank you for joining us. And But before we really get into this, we got to kind of take care of our sponsors, and talk about a little bit about Patreon. So here we go. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous blackout coins and other geocaching items during the year. Support levels start as low as the Bison Tube level, which is only $3 a month. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper the logbook's designed for the micro containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. All right, so now all that is taken care of. And as we are going through today, talking with Daniel, if, of course, as usual, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and put them in the chat. And because we are going to have... A lot of fun. We've already kind of had a little mini tour ourselves, so we're excited to see what else we can come up and in, in the interaction from you guys in the chat. Yes, and since this is a podcast, if you're watching or if you're listening to this, unfortunately, it's not going to be as good as if you you won't take from it as much as if you would if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook. So, um, if you're listening to this, go back and try and find it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, and, or uh, yeah, and take a watch it. Right, because you're going to get to see some really cool stuff. And you can find that on, of course, the Geocache Talk Network uh, YouTube channel. And you can type in Geocache Talk into Facebook, and you can find it there as well. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Now all that's taken care of. Now we can start having fun and getting to really see everything that you've got. And so first off, I want to say thank you. And by watching Joshua's videos and seeing all your caches and seeing all the different things that you do, let me tell you, you have the coolest job in the world. I think everybody in the chat room and everybody <laughs> agrees with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so too. Um, but maybe the job of um, my employees is even better. Um, maybe because uh, I, I uh, employ two people who are just responsible for building geocaches. And... Um, I hired another person who is just responsible for creating trips abroad to bring people to look for geocaches. This is Annette. Uh, he, she runs the our travel agency. 
So she uh, basically she's getting paid for searching for geocaches, uh, <laughs> and Dirk and Arne they are getting paid for building geocaches. Yeah, maybe See, and- they, 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 their job is better than mine. Yeah, I don't that's know. the job I want. I want to get paid to build a cache. Yeah, same here. I mean, and I, I can almost guarantee just about everybody in the chat room and those who are listening, like, I, I want to get paid geocaching. That's just awesome. And good job for you figuring out how that you can do that. And that's that's one of the things that's really amazing. Um, and so many of us are trying to strive to figure out how to do what you've done. And uh, just that's just awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, believe it by myself. Uh, we're, we're now, our company exists since 10 years. I, I never figured it out that I would have like eight employees that we're building geocaches all around the world, uh, that we're traveling all around the world uh, to to bring people to other exciting um, geocaches. I could never figure it out 10 years ago. So I'm uh, also pretty pretty surprised and happy that uh, this is the case by now. Now, I'm glad you brought that up about taking people around the world to enjoy caches. Do you want to talk about that? Because as far as I know, right, you have a couple different businesses. Yeah, and maybe I'll just give a um, little small overview, overview about our businesses. Um, basically, we have uh, three um, things we're doing. We started with... Um, creating geocaching-based team-building events for companies, for short classes, for uh, private birthday parties, um, for anything, for groups of each kind. Uh, that was the start of our company. So, uh, And it's still our daily best, uh, business. We have normally, if there's not a worldwide uh, pandemic, we have like five up to ten uh, geocaching-based team events a week. By now, it's once a week, <laughs> hard year for all of us, maybe. Um, that's what we started with and what we're still doing. So geocaching-based team building, incentives, um, company celebrations, these kind of things. And the second thing we're doing is uh, we run a travel agency um, specialized on geocaching trips. So if it's not a worldwide pandemic, we <laughs> used to run like... Uh, around 20 trips a year all over the world. Uh, we started with a trip to Brazil to the um, last remaining ape cache five years ago. I know right now there's another one, but uh, five years ago it was the last remaining ape cache and that was the start of our geocaching-based travel agency. And um, But it, it grew. So uh, we have been to almost 100 countries by now and look for geocaches with um, amazing groups joining us. Um, yeah, that's the second thing we're doing. The second, I don't know, it's not a, a separate um, company, but it's second brand. It's called right. Kacherizen. Yeah. And the uh, third thing we're doing is uh, we create geocaches and geocaching concepts and geotours for brands, for small family-owned businesses uh, up to um states who would like to um, use geocaching within their um yeah public uh, relationship as a tool of marketing as a marketing tool and um that's what i'm what i'm burning for <laughs> i really <laughs> yeah um that's that's a part um where i think is uh 
yeah, it's a big, I don't know. I like all, all of our brands and the things we're doing with geocaching, but they're, they're like the most uh, to figure out how to create a geocache that suits the, um, yeah, the, the message of our customer. And uh, that really brings, brings up creativity in our team. Yeah, and that's really cool. I love how a lot of the ones that have been featured on Josh's channel where so you're at a place where you stick your feet in the water and the fish clean your feet. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and the, you discover the code in a fish tank. I love how you've been able to take the theme of the store yeah. and really create those caches for that. Um, and so that that's 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 really really cool. Or working with these different companies from the coffee shops to the, um, I guess the brewery where you had you had to do a breathalyzer test to get the code. <laughs> all all these different themes are just really cool, and just so many different creative aspects, and how you did that. That's just just really amazing to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I can't blame all the all the honor. Uh, Usually, I just come up with the customer, and the ideas come from my uh, co-workers, Arne and Dirk. They are building all these amazing things. Uh, as you can see, I have two left hands. I can, <laughs> I, I'm pretty bad at building things, uh, but I'm pretty good at bringing up customers. Well, yeah. now, are you part of the brainstorming aspect of when, they're, when you get the cash? Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I have an idea, and I... Uh, pitch the idea to the team and they say nice idea but here's a better one <laughs> <laughs> and usually they they really have a better idea uh, idea that works so sometimes i have an idea but uh i'm pretty glad that i have dirk and arne uh who have the real and uh, working ideas so uh, you have the easy job you just have to get the accounts and they have to come up with the with the cash. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. True. <laughs> now you're you're in your shop right now, yeah. and there's a lot of different things to it. Can you go ahead and give us maybe like a little bit of a tour of yeah. everybody that's watching a tour yeah. of the shop? And um, we could probably start out outside. I know it's kind of dark yeah. outside, but we can start off with the cash out there. We can go from there. Yeah, I go outside. Make sure to bring my key. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I, don't want you to get locked out. <laughs> So. And some of the videos that you were talking about earlier about the coffee shop and stuff, uh, Josh with the geocaching vlogger has done videos on these. So yes. if you want to take a look at those, go to his YouTube channel and take a look and check them yeah, out. Yeah, there, uh, there are two playlists, uh, geocaching in Germany. Uh, if you just hit this, uh, you will see all the, pretty much all the geocaches just filmed when we were here, when he was here. Yeah, I yeah. know I've gotten some ideas from some of your caches from those videos as well. So just kind of some inspiration. Very good. So um, we're outside um, the building. That's um, um, the building itself is here around fifty other companies, uh, pretty creative companies, web designer, um, game designers, um, photographers, and it's a good surrounding to to have our workshop here. And of course, we have uh, Geocache over here. That's our company sign, and of course you can open it. Uh, behind it, there's a pretty hard um, mystery uh, fight puzzle. Uh, you have to turn the bolts and um, count how how many times they can be turned, and that will give you the code for the padlock. So, 
So that's and a hard one. It's a, um, I guess, difficulty for geocache. Um, usually if I see people walking around here and try to figure out how it works, I go outside, offer them a coffee and give them a little hint. And so we get in connection. That's really great. And I love how yeah. the sign blends into the complete um, hidden in plain sight because people yeah. walk down that street every day and not even know that that's there because that's true. That, yeah. They don't want to mess with the sign itself. Yeah, true. If you're not a geocacher, you will just see it as a sign. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Mm -hmm. So, but now let's go inside. Also a little warmer here. <laughs> what is the temperature there right now? I have uh, Fahrenheit, right? Um, it's uh, nine degrees Celsius. That's, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what this is in Fahrenheit. <laughs> but, it, but it's not that warm. It's, yeah. Right. It's a ni nice fall, uh, autumn day. Nice fall. Nice day in fall. Okay. But it uh, would be better to uh, be at home with uh, a hot chocolate and uh, the cat sitting on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now we're inside and um, here we have our room where we have team meetings, where we... Um, where customers arrive and uh, of course where some geocaches are um, you may have seen this one uh, that's that's a book which turns its pages like magic um, we have the the button over here if you press it then run back it will turn its pages and it will reveal the code on the last page. Yep. And as those that are watching, um, I, Chad and I already know the answer to this, but how are you making that turn? It's paid, how you're making that turn? Um, there's a motor which is um, normally used to open um, a window in the, uh, in the roof. Oh, oh so, uh, for in okay. a car or on, on a, or on like no, an no, actual no, house? No, no, in the house. Yeah. Okay. So an electric window opener, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, then there's uh, a remote control, um, uh, remote uh, doorbell. Okay. And uh, this will, yeah, um, start, the, start the engine, start the uh, motor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's um, really cool. I, I really like that one. That's, that's a really yeah. great way to be able to use that. Maybe you remember this <laughs> that was in the uh, fish. Oh, um, that's okay. Yeah, pedicure shop uh, you were talking about. Um, it's here now in our shopping window. Um, the geocache is archived, but it still runs. But I can't find the uh, the button by now, <laughs> so I can't show you. You have to watch the other video. <laughs> now, did you actually have water in that, or was no. it just no. okay? It was just fake. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, let's go over here. We have a geocache uh, we created for the local recycling company. That was um, our first geocaching marketing contract. The uh, local recycling company uh, had its 10th anniversary and they asked us if we could build 10 geocaches to celebrate their anniversary. And we built these geocaches based on trash containers. So each trash container has a, um, a unique um, fight puzzle. This, this one, for example, has a, a marble maze 
you have to find the right hole and uh, this will give you the code um, to, to, to open there. Uh, we use it lately as a, as a lab cache, but before it gave you the right number to open the padlock. Okay, so where when the, the so the marble would come out of the bottom, where yeah. do you put it in the top? Oh, or is there a hole? I can show you. Yeah, yeah, okay. there's a yep. hole. Uh, this over here. Oh, you uh, you need a magnet. Um, let me let me. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm going to grab a magnet. We have oh, some over worry. here. I'm not worried. The nice thing about some of these caches is you're working with a local company and you're you're teaching people about geocaching, right? So they get to learn about True. this geocaching yes. game and then hopefully they become, you know, premium members, which helps out geocaching.com as well. Right. Yeah. So I found a magnet. <laughs> and uh, if you put the magnet here, you can you should be able to uh, let me get the marble out you can move this one can oh. you see it okay yeah so how that moves okay yeah and then you can uh, bring the marble inside use the magnet again and then that's um you just tip the garbage again yeah right it's hard to do it with one hand <laughs> yeah no worries i think we get kind of the yeah. point of, of it yeah right and then you just get it down there and okay that's really cool i like how that that how you do that that's really good i hadn't thought of how that would do that as a concept like that mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of different marble magnet ones but not in a trash can and i think that's really cool <laughs> that using that kind of those kind of containers what yeah. is your favorite container to use or do you have <laughs> do you have one um actually um we really like the trash containers because they have a lot lot of space you can um put in some creative uh, things. Maybe we can link a video in the, in the show notes. Um, the last geocache we based uh, on, a, on a trash can, um, you had to fill water inside and, it, and then it turns the, like a little, um, I don't know how to say. I'm, I, we have to link the video. It's, okay, um, yeah, we'll link it. Yeah. Um, it's on our Instagram page. I'm going to show it later. Um, but this gives us a lot of opportunities to come up with creative ideas. And these containers are um, hard to vandalize. You have to burn them, actually, to, to <laughs> destroy them. You can, uh, I don't know, you can kick them. You can throw them uh, apart and uh, they won't probe. And um, they're um, weatherproofed. So that's also an so, advantage of this, these boxes. Was the logbook actually in the trash can itself? Or was that uh, more of a lab cache? Uh, that one we had, uh, we used as a lab cache. But um, before we had um, it over here oh, okay. in the back. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a big uh, area for a logbook. Yeah, true. That's huge. <laughs> Yeah, you need to have a bunch of trash in there and have like a film container in there that has a log and you got to dig through all the trash to get the log book. <laughs> we had we have one uh, trash container where we had like 200 micro containers, uh, black ones, and only one has the log book. So you have to open them all. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Those patient enough. caches. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to have a level of, of uh, frustration. On there yeah yeah sometimes and it's easy to to find um so it doesn't have to be easy to solve right 
Right. So um, maybe we go upstairs, and um, here we have a huge selection of things we're using for team events, of things we used as geocaches. You, I guess you all saw at least one video of the My Fair Lady geocache where the mannequin lifts its arm. Um, this one is, was the first idea. This is a mannequin which, is, um, which blinks the code, but in um, infrared. So you have to use your phone camera to, uh, to um, see it. Um, after that, there came the Mayfair Lady, there another mannequin which uh, lifts her arm if you phone, if you call her. Um, what else we got here? Some other signs we, we, we built with, yeah, it's just, uh, that, uh, we didn't finish them yet, but, um, yeah. Now, is it typical for a sign in Germany to open up like that, or is that just something completely different? That's something completely different. We okay. just came up with. That's yeah, really I was cool. going to ask if you custom made the frame and everything for that. Yeah, we can customize it, uh, customize it um, so that it fits into the building, into the surrounding. You can uh, pretty much fit everything about this. The size, the the shape, yeah, that's not not that hard. We have a company which uh, produces them, and they have a huge selection of um, of forms to to use. That's nice. really cool. I like that because I know Chad makes a lot of different signs as well. And then, oh, we lost Eric. Yeah, I make a bunch of signs, um, and then I actually recently just started making some with a container. Mm -hmm. uh, in them too as well so they can open up with a logbook mm -hmm. okay. they're at so they're okay, back. we got Derek back <laughs> kids must still be on the internet downstairs yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is also one of my uh, uh, this is one of my favorite geocaches because uh, you have to put your hand inside and then you have a, a stick I can show you uh, a stick with how it's called um, um, uh, it, when when blind people braille braille right <laughs> and on the stick there's actually braille code and you can't see it you just have to um, yeah you have to touch it and yeah. figure out which, what what the code is so you have to really get into the feeling of of uh, of visualized handicapped people. Uh, I like this about it because there's no way you can see it. You can't. Yeah, I'd probably stick my cell phone up there and take a picture of it. Myself. <laughs> That's just me. Won't work. Tried it. <laughs> no. Um, that's yeah. really cool. We do have a question here from the Pizza Ninja. Yes. Um, uh, he says, "Has Daniel explained why he talks to sticks of dynamite like a cell phone?" So I don't know uh, if you remember that picture we have on our our. Uh, See if I can find. I can page ah, on our yeah, Instagram yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, um, funny photo show shooting. Um, I don't like normal stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, I, I um, we have this dynamite over here. Okay, can you see it? It's yeah. part yes. of it's part of a bomb. Um, 
we're using when we're short of money to we just send the bomb over to a rich company and blackmail them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, no, we don't do this. Um, that's part of one of our uh, team events, uh, an escape uh, game based uh, game. And when we ha when I had this uh, photo shooting here, uh, we were just looking around the, the office, uh, around the workshop, which props we could use for the photo shooting to make it a little more easy. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason. Right. Now, on back on the one I had the Braille on there, somebody said, what about a flexible camera with a light? Would you be able to see it at that point? You Maybe. Think? May, yeah, I guess so. But... Um, before I would bring this, I would uh, rather uh, try to figure out the prey code by, <laughs> by touching it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that would have to be a rather, well, probably like a four and a half difficulty because not everybody has the sensitive fingers to be able to figure out those little dots. Uh, it's or not little dots. We, uh, we used uh, bigger screws. Okay. So that's... Uh, yeah, the touching part is not the, the hardest one. That's cool. I, I've seen a couple of the uh, Braille caches that uh, they're difficult for me to, to Yeah, do. Yeah, mm -hmm. and of course, now that's giving me some new ideas. So you have a, a, a multi-person one over there too, right? That board, uh, that tabletop it looks like. Uh, again? This the tabletop? Yeah, the, the tabletop one over there uh, that's a multi-person. Is that oh, a cache? One? Yes. Uh, that, that's an um, item we use for team building, uh, for our geocache team building. Uh, it said, so that's not an actual cache, but we use it in a multi, um, yeah, a customized multi geocaching tour, but it's not, uh, yeah, you have to uh, have at least, I don't, I think two or three people who have to, actually, I, I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it looks cool. It looks like yeah, you have several people that tilt it, and you got to get it into a certain hole. Yeah, yeah, right. Either get a code or something yeah. like that. Right, yeah. a team building yeah. code. That's really one. cool. That's really cool. I like yeah. it too. Mm -hmm. uh, I just spotted one. I didn't saw in a in quite a time. It's um, a station where you have to bring these in the right order based on their weight. Yeah, I put them. Put them here and have to figure out uh, the right um, weight of these to figure out the code. This oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine just because it has more sand in it, it's a still, it doesn't mean it's the heaviest. You probably have something else in there, like a lead yeah, or that, that, that changes right. it. Right, there's some some tricks attached to it. Uh, I guess there, um, Dirk built some... Uh, some metal inside to, right. to make it uh, lighter or uh, heavier. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So of what we have, we have a huge cryptex. Oh, wow. That is a huge cryptex. <laughs> and I love these. Yep. I love all the different poles that you have there. And each one of those mm -hmm. are different types of gadget container type style. Yes. And different puzzles. Yes. Um, Maybe we can figure out this one. I'm not sure. Sometimes I really can't remember how they how they work. <laughs> I have the same problem on some of mine, where mm -hmm. I yeah. can't remember the code to get into it. So I actually <laughs> I have a book everything's written down on. <laughs> oh, I'm going to show you this one because this I love. 
so much. This is a pole. Um, you see the the container, and right. here's the key to get to the container. And most people think they have to somehow open this log, this padlock. But um, the solution is just to uh, I don't know. Mm. To unscrew the not unscrew, just pull. Oh, make <laughs> <the hook>. nice. <laughs> That's evil. That's really, really good. That is yes. hilarious. That is I hilarious. guarantee you, we're probably going to see more stuff like that now after seeing that. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes the sometimes the easiest solution or the yeah. best solution is the easiest solution, and uh -huh. we overthink things so many times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just have to pull pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah. So, Chad, I don't know if you saw this, but just finding our way, say so that's what personal notes on geocaches are for. Yeah. The code. Yeah. I, that's what I do on mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just keep a little book with me, and then I just I can uh, remember the codes off there, and and then I get a lot of uh, a lot of text messages from people trying to find the cache that need a hint, and I don't remember the code, so or yeah. hint, so I have to write so them down. Right. So I have a question for everybody that's watching. Yes. What is the your favorite cache that you've seen uh, of Daniel's as when Josh has been overseas in Germany doing them? What is your favorite cache? Uh, put that in the chat as uh, we're continuing looking at some of these other caches from Daniel. I'm going to show you another one. This is a, um, uh, a co-working geocache. You have to have uh, two people solving it. Um, if you you see how it works? Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. I'm gonna have to. I'm not sure if I'm borrow that. You got to gotta get that board up on top, pressed up all the way. Is that what you have to do? True. Yeah. But you have to uh, have it. So now I would need two more hands. <laughs> I don't have. So it's it, better to no, do it. Or no right. phone in the other hand. Yeah, yeah or maybe. No yeah, and so that there's a button, I guess, or the, so that little white tab up there lifts up. Is that what happens? Or no? Um, oh, the the red thing is. Um, let me show you again. So, and if you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You just tell us. <laughs> oh, I think I broke my my leg. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> It will. You have to lift both of these uh, to reveal the code behind this red, uh, red. Oh, wood okay, but okay. Behind the block. okay. Yeah. Who? Okay. Okay. Mm. Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I guess I have another root beer now. <laughs> so, what else I can show you? Uh, so, yeah. So Midwest drone pilot said uh, the favorite one. Of theirs is the pull a pull lock, um, is my favorite because it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then we have, let's see here, the mannequin in the store window, uh, my fair yes. lady. Yes. And uh, so th those are so far what if everybody's been coming in saying that they're they're their favorites right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm trying to think of which one's my favorite because there's so many amazing caches. I do know that uh, coming over to Hanover. Um, I would love it, to have you here. Yeah, is 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 like on my bucket list to come over and just have <laughs> and go play. Me too. It's, you you should both come over here and we should build a, uh, a geocache together. 
And hey. I should do. I should do the same uh, if I come to to your place. Yeah, come yeah, to Seattle. I, I have a place you can build a cache. Yep, His, you have Chad's workshop. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. You don't have a geocache at your workshop. I do. I have my no. garage. Yeah. No, we don't know. We we wish we had a full workshop like what you guys, what you have over there, and be able to do that, and be yeah. able to do this no. full time. Okay. But yeah. I would love to build a geocache with you. Or let Dirk build a geocache with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have CNC machines and 3D printers and metal benders and and Great. brakes and all the woodworking tools you can think about. So the only thing I don't yeah. have is a laser cutter. It's been on my list, and it may be coming soon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We work with a laser cutter a lot. If we um, customize geocaches for our customers, then a laser cutter is the thing to have uh, because yeah. you can... Yeah, um, bring up so so many. I don't know. It, it attaches uh, a lot of. It just looks better <laughs> if if you uh, print the logo with the with the laser cut on the wood. Yeah, it mm -hmm. looks so so amazing. Yeah, it gives it that wow factor yeah, uh, of true. that. And so yeah. I use my vinyl plotter, my cutter that we use for making signs on a lot of mm -hmm. stuff because mm -hmm. it really finishes it off. It makes it look professional, and then. When people see stuff like that, it looks like a real sign, and, and people don't pay True. attention to it. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Hugh's saying uh, he agrees. All of us get together, actual physically get together once we're able to. Yes. And actually do some brainstorming and create a cache live on the air. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. I would so say cool. my favorite one that I've seen is the train track one, where you got to drive that car down, and, and is it a tour <laughs> you do, and you find those yeah. those different caches? I would love to do that. That's it's a part. it's a geo tour, right? And um, it has a lot of ladder boxes, and on the end there's the mystery cache. And the boxes on the trail they're not that that special. It's just a lot of them. Um, but the final uh, is pretty is pretty nice. It's a uh, yeah abandoned train station where you can go in, and there's a uh, yeah yeah you can see it in the video. And you've added to that one since that video too, haven't you? There's more caches on that trail, or is it a different trail now? Or tour? Um, the tour is going to be uh, enlarged in the next season. Um, the, the rail, um, yeah, this, this company, um, they have season until the end of October, so two more weeks left, and then they're in winter break and. Um, they have another trail uh, north of Berlin, and we're going to uh, put an, um, another trail to this. So the geo tour is going to be a little, little bigger. <laughs> okay. It's hard, harder to uh, right. gain the souvenir. Yeah. So, and I, I'll tell you what my favorite one was, and it's the. And I was thinking about this. Probably one of my favorite ones was the, um, the phone booth. One that you mm -hmm. and Josh did is the whole MIDI escape room all in that phone yes. booth trying to get that. That's probably was one of my favorite ones. Yes. I like that too. Uh, it's like 200 yards from here. So not okay. that far. If it wouldn't, it wouldn't be dark, I would bring you there. <laughs> so, so what is it like as you're driving through Hanover and you see somebody doing your caches? What, how does that make you feel? Cause we have how many caches <laughs> out there? Do you guys have out there? Um, in total, like 300. Wow. Uh, and in Hanover, almost 200. So most of our geocaches are based here. 
because we've, we've found it here. We have the most customers here. Um, and I like the feeling to go around the city and to um, I have in mind this sign has a secret. This uh, <laughs> trash container has something special in, in it. And I like that most people don't recognize it. They just walk um, by it and not knowing what it's what's the second layer what's the um the magic beneath right. it <laughs> i like that uh that idea and i like um putting people i i do like a geocaching introduction for um yeah business partners and interested people once a month um so i, I introduce them to geocaching and i show them like six up to ten of our geocaches in Hanover and I really like uh, the feeling if I see how their eyes grew bigger right. if they if they wow that mannequin can move you can you can call a mannequin and it lifts her arm uh, so they, um, they know the shops before but they were not aware of there's a the hidden treasure yeah. yes that's, right. that's really cool yeah I just feel bad for all the people that are in Hanover and they start geocaching in Hanover and then they go outside of Hanover and like, wow, huh. these stink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, this is just a little nano underneath the light post. What is this? What's going to supposed to happen here? Is there, is there something? <laughs> Did the light come off? Am I supposed to read the light? Is there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is a tot. This is a tool. Okay, what do I do with it? <laughs> so are, are most of your caches premium or are they basic membership so anybody can find them? Uh, we don't have any premium membership geocache. None at, none at all. Um, because the most geocaches we bring out, we build for customers, for uh, companies. And of course, they want a lot of people to find them. So we won't limit it to just premium members. Right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I have mm -hmm. actually one that I switched to premium membership um, and I'm going to switch it back, but there's a bunch of brand new cashers finding them and mm -hmm. I was getting 10 calls a day and I was like, okay, this is really hard. I'm tired <laughs> of getting calls for a little bit. So I changed it to premium, yeah. but I need to switch it back. Mm -hmm. And we, we, of course, uh, receive a lot of messages and uh, sometimes calls. It's not so hard to figure out my, my mobile number. You can find it on the internet. So usually I receive a lot of calls, especially on the weekends or in the evening. And um, mostly I can't help the people because I don't know the codes. I don't have them with me. <laughs> um, the better chance is to uh, write a message via the geocaching app. And um, I have an um, employee who answers them, but sometimes he's not... Yeah, sometimes it, it will take some time. He's not always on on his phone to answer the the messages, so sometimes you have to wait. You you won't receive instant help. But um, we started to uh, attach QR codes at some of our geocaches. Uh, I can show you here. Over here, so oh QR yeah, code. See, the, see the QR code and, on the inside um, of the door. There's um. Do you need help? It's written above it. And if you scan the QR code, you can put in your email and then you will receive an autoresponder with the solution of the geocache. 
that's, that's a, a great really, idea. That's a really great idea. Now, with having so many caches out there, what's the cache maintenance uh, like? Or do you have just an employee that just yes. weekly goes around to all the different caches no. and then just no. checks on them? Um, not um, he checks not on a regular basis, but he checks when someone's posting a needs maintenance log, and then he's yeah. We, of course, we have to do a lot of maintenance. Uh, usually, uh, around twenty of our geocaches are disabled because the logbook is full. Because uh, someone, um, yeah, did, uh, um, didn't put the right code on the padlock, and so it's destroyed and has to be changed. Um, that happens a lot, and so. Basically, pretty small things, but still, they have, uh, someone has to go there and uh, fix it. And um, but normally, people write need maintenance logs, and then my employee goes there and um, fixes it. But uh, yeah, he doesn't check. It's not possible to check uh, all geocaches even right. in, in Hanover uh, on a regular basis. It's not possible. Okay. And we have a question coming in from uh, Stephen Kroon. It says, I was away, uh, away from his keyboard. So um, how, do you, how do you get customer acquisition to build them geocaches? So how do you find your customers um, that want your, the geocaches built at their mm -hmm. location? How do, you, how do you come about that? Yeah. Um, I guess we are the only company who uses geocaching as a marketing tool, as far as I know. Um, so if companies already know that they are willing to put geocaching in their marketing mix, then they usually find us. And <laughs> that's, that's one way. That's a better way. Um, but of course, not all companies are aware of the use and um, benefits of, of using a game to, to improve your marketing. Uh, and so sometimes I, no, not sometimes, every day I call or write one company I would like to work for. And I just sent them a video. Uh, I used a lot of videos from Joshua. Uh, <laughs> for example, um, the, the geocache with the mannequin, this video I sent to a lot of other outdoor equipment stores. I just sent them the videos uh, and... Um, Tell them, see, this is the geocache. It already drove like so many thousand people to the store, and some of them are coming in and are, um, yeah, buying a new flashlight or new shoes or whatever. Would it be an opportunity for you too? And um, usually, no, not usually, but uh, like every third. Uh, try I receive uh, uh, an answer and we figure out an appointment and then I'm going to explain the concept of geocaching and how it could maybe um, drive the business right right so maybe like you said maybe it's not guaranteed but that's no. it's a really great way of one be able to introduce somebody to geocaching and two to be able to put a great cache in that location Mm -hmm. And just really up the game for everybody else. Cause uh, I know personally, I much would much rather would like putting my caches at businesses because as they're a little bit better, they don't get vandalized as, as much. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, and we were talking about that before we came, went live. Um, so that's really cool. So, what yeah. type of vandalism do you see 
on your caches at all, if or a lot, but because most of them are at businesses. Yeah, um, we have a, around 300 caches out there in total, and uh, we have like three up to five vandalism cases a year. So not the regular maintenance thing where someone for accident um, screwed the, the padlock. Right. But pretty hard vandalism where the geocache is uh, broken and someone kicked on it and put things on it. Um, that happens not that often. Right. I think three up to five times a year based on 300 geocaches, that, that's okay. That's um, one up to 2%. Um, that's okay. And I guess one of the main reasons we don't have that much vandalism is because uh, most, most of our geocaches are on um, private or company ground, right. public, public accessible, but still it's on somebody's ground. And I guess that's a, I don't know, a, a barrier, a mental yeah. barrier for, right. for most people to don't vandalize it. Right. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Um, I think all my caches, trying to think, I think I might have one that's not, but all mine are on commercial property, on private property. Mm -hmm. uh, and that does make a big difference. Yes. yes. I think I had one vandalism this year so far, and that's that's it. Um, but mine blend in very well, like we were talking about before with the signs and making them look yes. professional and like they belong yes. um, there. So it, it makes a big difference. And, you know, back to the point of, working with a business to bring in cashers and bring in, in businesses. I work a lot with coffee shops mm -hmm. um, here because we have them all over the place. And so uh, usually people that are finding the geocache there are, Oh, there's a coffee. Maybe I'll buy one. You know, we can't guarantee yeah. you it obviously that someone's going to buy something, but um, yeah. it, we tried to, at, at least it drives people to go there. Right. right. Exactly. And then I have some of mine outside, you know, retail centers and like ones outside Tesla. Well, how many people is actually going to stop by and buy a Tesla? Probably not that many, <laughs> but it brings people out there and they, they learn about the property and, and everything else there and, you know, gets people yeah. around. So it's really fun. And I, I think the commercial property, if you have the ability to talk to people and get them on, on private property or commercial property lands, it's a lot better. True. Yeah. And even if you're not up to make a living from that, that still is a possibility for all uh, of for all geocaches, if you look around your area and think about who could might benefit from having a geocache there, um, like as you as you mentioned, the coffee shop, and they have like a, a nice outdoor area where people can sit and it's somehow protected. And if you offer them, I could um, created a nice creative geocache here and put it here. It will drive some people here. Can I do this? Will, will you give me allowance to put the geocache here? That's, that's a huge opportunity. Even if you don't charge them for, um, as I, as we do, we charge companies to, yeah. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> to, that's to a, that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and it, for it, me, you know, I put them out for free, right? So it doesn't cost a coffee shop or, sure. or anybody to put the cash out there. Yeah. And yeah. if they get, if 10 out of a hundred people buy a, a coffee from finding the cash, then yes. that's 10 more people, you know, that they got sure. that didn't cost mm -hmm. them anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's really great because as we're our culture and everything like that, unfortunately are not wanting to get out into the woods or into the wilderness and doing that aspect. Mm -hmm. And this is more urban style caching, which mm -hmm. brings it to a completely another level where 
basically we're taking geocaching where people are yeah, and where it's a little bit more accessible. And I, th I think that's really cool. Um, before we started doing this on a commercial base, um, I had one, yeah, we were uh, walking to um, how it's called in German, it's called Baumarkt, a shop where you, it's a, it's a, a handy shop, a handcraft shop, I think uh, a shop where you can um, supply a building material. What's it called? A hobby store or a uh, construction uh, construction store? Lumberyard or something? Lumberyard, yeah. Lumberyard. Hardware yeah, store. Maybe. Hardware, Hardware store. store, right. Okay. And they have a huge outdoor area where they have uh, these small uh, garden cabins where people could store their, um, their garden tools. And we worked there and um, talked to the, to the manager and told them about um, that we would like to put a geocache there. And he said, hmm, won't you maybe use one of these garden cabins as the geocache container? So he offered us to use a, a, a small house to put a geocache there. And so the geocache is the house, the garden house. And we didn't get paid for this. It was um, some years before we started the business um, but that was like an eye opener. Uh, we we didn't have this in mind. We just wanted to put a geocache on that ground, and he offered such an opportunity. And this is something I would recommend to all of you. If you uh, if you all if you would go to the um, company owners in your area and told tell them about geocaching, they maybe offer you things than uh, that you wouldn't imagine before. Yeah, that, that's that's really right. cool. I mean, you don't know what you're gonna get unless you ask. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> and you won't get anything if you don't ask. Mm -hmm. So, and if and if you get a no, then you're you're you know you're no further or further right. behind than right. if you didn't mm -hmm. ask. Right. So, so it I, doesn't I hurt. Think, I think that's really cool. Now, one I was just thinking about this one cache. I'm curious if how many people put a need maintenance on this one. It was the rope puzzle cache that Joshua did in his video where he had to get the rope off out of the puzzle <laughs> to get yeah. to, because the key wouldn't reach to the thing and put it on there. Yeah. How many times do you all have to go out there and put the rope back on? Because <laughs> it's one thing getting it off. It's, it's another thing putting it back on. I'm just curious. Uh, not that often because uh, I guess if people figured out how to bring the rope off, they won't, they want the next geocacher to have it easier than they had. So they, right. they bring the rope back on. So we don't, yeah, this geocache is out there since five or six years. We had to go there like four times to attach the rope again. That's okay. Oh, yeah. That's not bad at all. I was expecting a lot more because nope. just getting frustrated. Cause I have a, I have a puzzle somewhere around here that my son took apart and I can't get it back together at this point. And I've been working on it for probably about eight months and I've done it once and I yeah. can't get it back together now. But it's, oh, okay. it's one of those right. Amiato puzzles. I'm trying to, see. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talking about petting and having a cache in a nursery or a garden center at the hardware yes. store. One of my favorite caches is by a cashier named Goblin Dust. Um, yes, here. I know him. It is yeah. this, uh, this to toilet. Yeah, yeah. So it's the outhouse, or, or the, yeah, the porta potty, and yes. you it's in the it's in the nursery, and you got to run a credit card to get into it, and then you got to solve multiple puzzles. I love this cash. I have been there. I love. You've it. been there. 
Yes. Nice. Have <laughs> you found many of his caches then? Uh, I did, I guess, like three or four. The, the phone booth in uh, Portland at okay. the um, Volkswagen store. Um, then the, the one with the with the toilet. And then in Seattle, um, the geocache, which is part of the geo tour. And one more, booth, I guess. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. right. Which one's oh, Scotland nice. Dust part of the geo tour? Which one is that? I forget. It's at the, at the he's, HQ. He's done several of them. Oh, is it is it the uh, the phone phone one? Yes, yeah. the phone one is okay. actually in the lobby now. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I know when I did it four years, five years ago, it was that still at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Now he's done several of their caches for their geo tour, and then when they were having block parties, he did a lot of those lab yeah. caches. Yeah, that's true. cool. Mm-hmm. So, well, everybody, I think. Um, and if there's any more questions for Daniel, go ahead and put them in the chat before we start kind of wrapping this up. Uh, but I, first off, I want to say thanks, Daniel, for joining us and being able to meet with us on this special gadget talk. I know I've really, I've been geeking out about this and was really excited about mm-hmm. this. And I'm pretty sure you were too, Chad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is fun. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you agreed to come on with us and, and show us around, show us some of your caches and possibly bro- break, break your leg trying to complete one for us there. <laughs> yeah I, I, <laughs> one of I, our own yeah <laughs> and that cash gave me an idea for kind of a really cool build that may put my little into a stuff. i have to go back and watch the video to look at it again but uh if you don't mind uh yeah, i but, won't mind okay I, actually i'm pretty i'm really glad um recently a geocacher from new york city um he watched a video of joshua um, doing a, um, this this um, gumball machine geocache. Do you remember yes. this? Yes. yes, yes, I do. And he was rebuilding this cache just from the video and showed me a video of his geocache in New York City. And I was like, wow. So this guy was so um, inspired, 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 inspired. inspired by the video he saw of one of our geocaches. Now he put a similar one in New York City. I never figured it uh, that out that that kind of thing would happen. So I'm, um, if anyone would like to copy or, uh, yeah, get inspired by some things, I don't mind. You can copy everything. You can improve it. There's a lot of things to improve. Um, I would love to see geocaches uh, based on our ideas in other countries all over the world. I would love to see this. And and on that one, that actually inspired me for an element in one of mine where I had to pull a pin to drop the code down to get (laughs) into the lockbox and to get into another part where there's another puzzle. So that Mm -hmm. just seeing how, how that, how you have the key on the pin and drop that gave me an idea for something else, just that, that aspect of it. So, so much, so much different inspirations, Mm -hmm. so many really cool, caches just really appreciate everything that you guys are doing over there and just uh really keep up the great work i know i'm hoping to get to go on one of your tours your one of your travel tours once everything opens back up i'm hoping to do the brazil one um it's really where i want to go i want to go to brazil yeah Uh, (laughs) we we figured out a geo um a geocaching trip for foreign yeah, we we have a we had a request from someone from the United States. Uh, she would like to come here over here um, with like twenty five or thirty people, and we figured out this tour. They wanted to do all geocaches Joshua did and some more, and we 
already had it had it um, together, and then yeah, that that pandemic hit us. So this tour, if you want to join, I hope we can um, do it next year or or anywhere anywhere in the future. That'd be fun. Yeah, that. Yeah. Now, I, I have a quick question for you. You may not know the answer to this. Do you use on your electronics? Do you use uh, Arduino or Raspberry yes. Pi, or do you use other types of electronics? Both, both, and uh, Arduino and Raspberry. But basically, I would like to um, use them as as little as possible because that's usually causing a lot of maintenance. Um, the, the geocaches where we have a Raspberry Pi built in, they cause a lot of maintenance work. And so I don't like them that much. I don't know if you have other um, experiences, but uh, in my opinion, it's better to have mechanical or um Pretty pretty basic electronical um, workings inside than um, computer based. Uh, and right. my, my technical English is not that. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we completely <laughs> understand. I mean, yeah, a lot of people that do Arduino, Raspberry Pi caches like that, uh, anything that with the computer board or, or anything like that, any kind of electronics, it's it is more maintenance than putting yeah. out something that's just mechanical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I noticed a lot of yours that you showed us are just mechanical. Right, and I and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the ones that you do use Arduino with are what I'm going to call your geocaching window shopping ones. So it's behind the glass. So it's you're not getting the it's in a controlled environment mm-hmm. versus being uh, um, out in the elements. Is that correct? Like my fair lady. True. Yeah, but that, that's not that. I, I, I I'm going to uh, tell you how this is done. Um, in my family, you have a, a several motor, which lifts the arm, and this one is um, right. there's a um, light sensitive sensor built in, and this and a, um, a, a mobile phone also built in the uh, the mannequin, and if you call the number, it will light the display of the mobile phone, and this will. Um, activate the light sensitive sensor and this will activate the motor so there's no arduino built in oh wow yeah joshua asked me about doing something like that when i did one for him for the for i remember what i he asked me for i don't know if it was for adventure lab or something but i said no i'm not that smart <laughs> you have to go to daniel for that because <laughs> i think you have to have your own phone you have to have a cell phone line or some kind of phone line right attached just to that right Can you say this again? We have what? So the one with the phone that you call, you'd have to have a phone line or a cell phone or some kind of phone connected just for that cache. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, But by now we're more working with remote um, doorbells to to um, activate the the motor. That's really that's nice. Pretty yeah. simple uh, concept there using yeah. a remote yeah. doorbell or battery doorbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's uh, Hughes goes, uh, Daniel, give us your shop name and the website. Uh, he says, once this pandemic is over, you might have several cashers coming over. To see you. <laughs> yeah. I would love to. I would love to see yeah. you all. 
and uh, would love to make a lot of coffee if you come over here uh, because <laughs> every geocacher who um, visits our workshop uh, receives a, ge uh, a coffee and a geocoin and uh, some other stuff. Oh, nice. um, I would love to have all of you here. Um, so we have different websites. If you want to travel with us, then check out kesherreisen.com. Kesher means reisen. Basically, it can be translated with caching trips. Um, some of our uh, texts on the website are also available in English. So we're translating um, yeah, step by step everything on it. And uh, we're going to offer more trips in Germany for foreign people. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm going to send you over some links you can uh, put into the, to the show notes. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's uh, Geheimpunkt. Um, we, have, we put there a lot of pictures and videos of our geocaches if you want to get more inspired. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Um, it's also Geheimpunkt where you can find a lot of uh, geocaching videos and how they're created and stuff like this. Yeah. Great. Yeah, well, and we'll have all like those in the description. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the Pizza Ninja signed up for the tour when you uh, when you go ahead and post it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Great. Well, Daniel, well, Daniel we want to thank you for coming onto the show, showing us your your shop. And yeah. talking to us about your caches and, and everything there. Um, and, you know, in the future, when this does come, when uh, this pandemic is over and you do have a tour, I actually would love to come over and take a look and see what we can uh, or find some of your caches with everybody. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be so much fun. And uh, I really would love to build a geocache uh, as a collaboration. That would be so cool. Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. That, yeah, we'd love to do that. And, of course, if you're over in Memphis, I'll take you to Graceland. And we'll go yeah. have some fun down there. Um, but also one of the things I really want to thank is the, and I've seen this co couple comments on this in the chat is thanks for the insight about getting and the encouragement about talking, going and talking to businesses and how to do that. Cause that's as gadget cash builders and all that, we are always trying to find places to put them and how to get them into businesses and 